Thank you for joining me today in HBCU Football Weekly. This is our inaugural episode. I am Marcus Marshall, your host. And we had a big weekend in the HBCU football world. We had seven homecoming games. Central State, North Carolina A&T, Lane College, Savannah State, Edward Waters, Southern, Texas College. Shout out to all the schools that had their homecomings this week, this past weekend. I hope you enjoyed it. And we had Ball and Pink Day to support breast cancer by Fayetteville State. We had the 82nd Annual Tuskegee Morehouse Classic game. And we had the State Fair Classic between Grambling and Grambling State and Prairie View A&M. We had a big weekend in HBCU football. And I got a chance to, to, to see the Morgan State-South Carolina State game, which we'll dive into for just a second. Because, you know, when you're flipping through the channels and you see some HBCU football and you're interested, you want to see it. You don't see it a lot. We see a lot of these these major powerhouses and group of five and power five teams on. You don't really see too many HBCUs unless you're on ESPN3, and that's really only Division One, so you don't get to see a lot of your, your Bowie States or your Virginia States. And and I, I, got, I got a lot to talk about for Bowie State. I'm, I'm excited for that team. But let's go ahead and zone in on Morgan State versus South Carolina State. I am disappointed in Morgan State. The game was 14 to 14 heading into the fourth quarter. You were gaining the momentum. I'd say you had the momentum. The defense was pushing them back. But one questionable call took them out of the game mentally and physically. Morgan State checked out after that call. Yes, it was a fumble. But guess what? Being an official, that's a hard job to do. It's a fast-paced game. It's boom, boom, blow the play dead. And yes, if I was official, I'd let it play out and then utilize the replay because they had that luxury they were on TV, so they, I believe they had the luxury of the replay. But it's hard. And due to the rule, the play didn't count, so you weren't really penalized. It was still second and 20-plus. But then you gave up that huge play, and you lost all momentum. And from that point forward, it was just a mess. Number 86, Muhad Fricky. I'm, I'm sorry if I mispronounced your name. I don't, I don't, I don't, that's, no, that's not intentional. But he was thrown out of the game for throwing a punch during the kickoff. I'm not mad at him. He was defending himself. The second man always gets caught, though. That's what we're taught, and it's true. The second man always gets caught. But from that point forward, South Carolina State went on a 21-0 run. And it was really a 28-0 run because they were down 14-7 in the third quarter before Quad Caldwell caught a 29-yard touchdown pass from quarterback DeJuan Ford. Morgan State had this game in their back pocket. Morgan State lost this game. It was theirs to lose, and they sure enough did lose it. Morgan State is now 0-5, 0-2 in conference play. I didn't expect them to beat Towson. They could have won that game, but the offense was non-existent. They lost 10-0. The defense was great. 10-0. That's a winnable game. Don't get me wrong. Morgan has played a tough schedule. Probably the toughest of most HBCUs at Towson versus Albany, who's okay. I didn't expect them to beat Rutgers. They weren't going to beat Rutgers anyway, but they were at Rutgers. They played versus number 15 in the country at the time, North Carolina A&T, which is steadily moving up the rankings. But they shot themselves in the foot this week. And they, they, they shot themselves in the foot twice, I'd say, this year. And that's at Towson and at South Carolina State. And that's all I really have to say about Morgan State. This, this team could win games. But the two winnable games on the schedule, really three winnable games if you count Albany, but the two real winnable games, they shot themselves in the foot. Towson, the offense didn't show up. In South Carolina State, you let one play take you out of the game. You led in the third quarter. They let them take it out. Of, they, they got the game. They got taken out of the game. But speaking of on North Carolina A&T, they moved up one spot in the FCS rankings from, from 12 to 11 after their 44 to three homecoming beat down over Delaware state. 
they'll travel out to Tallahassee, Florida, beautiful Tallahassee, Florida, to face Florida A&M. They'll likely win that game. And North Carolina A&T has put themselves in prime position to get good seating in the FCS playoffs. I wouldn't be surprised if they got a top eight in that bye week in the first round. They have positioned themselves perfectly. They've won all the games they should have won. And looking at the schedule, they only have one more test. And that's at home versus North Carolina Central. Both of those teams are likely to be undefeated in conference play heading into that last matchup. But North Carolina A&T has done a great job putting themselves in position to get that first round bye week. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see it. Now, I think they will beat North Carolina Central because North Carolina A&T, they, they've been able to put up points this year and they've been able to win games no matter how the game looked. At Grambling State, they didn't move in the FCS ranking. After, they stayed at 19 after their state, their state fair classic victory over Prairie View A&M 34-21, a little closer than most would have liked it. But they're standing in the ranking. So we have, we have a couple of teams ranked in the FCS. And we're going to talk about the Tuskegee-Morehouse Classic. This was the 82nd installment of the rivalry game. A ton of people were there. And then, of course, in no other way, it went to overtime. We got free football. Tuskegee were going to win 23-17 to in overtime. Both quarterbacks struggled, just completing a combined 45% of their passes. Jamarcus Ezel did carry the ball 17 times for 106 yards and a touchdown. Tuskegee wide receiver... Chardarian Johnson, the redshirt freshman, had an excellent day with four receptions, 94 yards, and had a, and which one included a 45-yard reception. Let's give some love to Tuskegee's defense as well. Linebacker Osmond Thompson had 15 total tackles, the, the, the senior out of uh, Miami, Florida. He had 15 total tackles. This game, this, this was a good game. I got a chance to see some of it on YouTube. This, this was a good game. And let's move it over to uh, a team I really, I really want to talk about today. I'm really excited to talk about them, and that's Bowie State. They've played phenomenal football this season. They're currently 6-0 and and 4-0 and on the road. They've moved from 19th to 14th in the Division II rankings after their 41-10 victory over Chawan. Bowie State has dominated, and I mean dominated every team they've faced so far, putting up no less than 31 points. They've also put up 60 and 70 point games. They had two 60 point games, 66 and 64. Both of them were on the road. They had a 76 point game. They're in prime position to win the CIAA, and I'm going to jump the gun and say they will. Bowie State, they have a tough game this week. I'm not, we're going to talk about Virginia State in just a second. They have a tough game on the road at Virginia State, who's currently 5 0. They'll win that game if. They could clean up these turnovers. That was a major red flag for me at Fayetteville State. I hate turnovers. I, I, I hate turnovers. There's, there's no way around it. I understand they happen, but that doesn't mean I can't hate them. The Bulldogs can't do that and expect to win this game comfortably or really win this game at all. Last year at Virginia, at Virginia State, uh, last year at home versus Virginia State, they won by one point, 38-37. And... Bowie State can't go on the road playing like that, especially when you, you have historic matchups where it was a close game. These two teams play each other very well. But Bowie State's offense is immaculate. This, this, this offense gets the job done. In the last four games, they've put up 2,696 yards. In the last four games. 
this is this this offense is a well-oiled machine and it's a balanced machine. They're the number two passing offense in the in division two. They can take the top off of your defense. They can kill you in on the on the ground too. This offense is not devoid of anything. Bowie State has outscored their opponent, opponents 247 to 68. That's an average of 61, 62 when you round it, to 17 in the last four games. And I, I really do want to attend the Bowie State game so bad. This offense, this is something special. This is something to watch. But let's not sleep on Virginia State. They're outscoring their opponents 40 to 12 this season on average. This team could put up points. They have four guys with over 105 rushing yards. Both teams are extremely good at dominating time of possession. Virginia State averages 34 minutes per game with the ball. Bowie State averages 32 minutes per game with the ball. So both teams, average, on average, have more, more than half the game. They have the ball on offense. Both teams are excellent at running the ball. That's why they can dominate time of possession. And I, But if I, had to, if I had to pick a team, I'm going Bowie State. On the road, this team, they're road warriors. Out of their six wins, four have been on the road. So the traveling is not a problem for this team. This is going to be a high-scoring affair. I'm not going to lie to you because VSU number one, and, and, and the reason I'm picking Bowie uh, State is because number one, VSU is not good on third downs. They're really not good, completing around 38, 38% compared to Bowie State, who's completing, who's getting almost 50 percent for third down conversions so Bowie State I trust them more dominating time of possession than I do Virginia State dominating the time of possession in this game because you can't get Bowie State off the field and I, number two I trust Amir Hall to take the top off this Virginia State defense Bowie State will be able to wear them out throughout the game with the run boom run option and and I expect to see a lot more RPO from uh, Bowie State run pass option give Amir Hall some flexibility they, I trust this Bowie State team because, like I said, they'll wear them out with the run. They'll force Virginia State to load the box, which turns into man coverage on the wings. And Amir Hall could take the top off of this defense. They're number two in passing. I, this will be a good game. And if you have the opportunity, go watch it. I hope they're streaming it because I really want to see this matchup because these two teams are very good. I just think Bowie State will come out on top. And this has been this week's installment of HBCU Football Weekly. I hope you enjoyed. I'll see you next week.